0: Hi, this is Rich. And this is Kyle. Welcome to episode 12 of Chew the Metal, a podcast where we take a deep dive into a rock or metal album and see if we can learn something. This week, it's The End of Heartache by Killswitch Engage. Let's get into it. memory oh so there it. you
1: go see we've got it now we're professionals
0: yeah um how you doing kyle
1: uh i'm fine rich i uh yeah i'm just back from another weekend away non-stop living the dream social distanced weekend number three of the month never ends yeah
0: crazy you have too many friends kyle
1: i, I mean well it was jess's parents so i don't know if that counts <laughs> not in a mean way um but yeah they'd uh <laughs> i was back to the forest of dean they'd booked her like a b&b for the weekend um uh, and so we were at opposite ends of this uh, this old country country cottage, and it was lovely. Went for a nice long walk yesterday. I'm absolutely knackered today, uh, but yeah, it was a nice weekend, nice and relaxed. Again, I say that like I've had such a troubling few weeks, but <laughs> but you know what I mean. What
0: about you? How was your weekend? Yeah, good. Uh, we went to Southampton. Oh, okay. Um, to see Bex's family, and we saw our niece again. She was exactly one month old on Saturday. Okay, big so, difference uh, from the first yeah.
1: from the first meeting
0: uh yeah surprisingly actually yeah because yeah. the first time we met her she was three days old so she was literally like completely in a fetal position right and just doing nothing i mean she's still doing absolutely nothing but <laughs> she had her eyes open a bit more oh which, okay yeah, uh, which is good well that is uh, good she didn't cry when i held her Whee! yes <laughs> i'm so proud of you yeah uh
1: don't worry about it my uh my cousin's uh twins she has twins they are three now, and they still cry every time they see me. Not even I can't. Oh. I can't get near them. And obviously, if one nice. of them cries, it sets the other one off. So they both just go ah, and I I don't know why. I've, everyone else they love, but they just hate me for some reason.
0: I had that effect on. I think it was my brother-in-law's little cousin, or or something. He, uh, my brother-in-law, had a fancy dress party for his thirtieth right um, a few years ago, and his little, I don't know, like three-year-old cousin or nephew or or somebody dresses the Hulk. Oh, amazing. And I happened to be wearing Hulk socks at the time. Right. So I was like, I didn't know this kid, but I was just like, oh, hey, look, I've got socks (laughs) and they're like what you are. And he was just like... (laughs) An existential crisis. (laughs) I'm
1: on a pair of socks. What do you mean I'm a sock? (laughs) Oh,
0: God. (laughs) So that friendship didn't last very long. But otherwise... We have been engaging the kill switch We have, this week.
1: and it's been a good week. It's been, uh, yeah, lots of, I mean, it's just nice cool. to listen to a metal album again. I don't know, you know what I mean? Like,
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. It's been, I would say, well, I mean, the first two weeks we had Mastodon and Architect, yeah. they were like, you know, contemporary metal. And then we've sort of taken quite a weird route since then.
1: We have. I'd say Tremonti um, was a bit in this vein but not obviously not screaming but yeah i'd say since architects yeah. this is our most just that da- you know like modern metal album and it's uh yeah i know it's from 2003 or whatever but
0: yeah exactly G- given that we've spent half the time talking about grunge and 80s punk and prog you know, <laughs> prog exactly yeah um oh i guess uh, Avenged sevenfold would oh be that's true yeah metal
1: That is true, but they're still still quite different to this, aren't they?
0: So, do we want to do a little bit of background on Killswitch Engage?
1: We do, and you know what I'm going to do is, when we did the Mm. uh, Tool episode, you made me list off the songs on the album, and there was one tricky thing right in the middle, so I'm going to make you list off the members of Killswitch Engage, (laughs) and you can try and pronounce
0: their surname. I have a workaround for for part of it. Got you. I mean, only for one of them.
1: Yeah. Oh, I think (laughs) I know which one you mean, yeah.
0: Okay, so at this point, the lineup was Howard Jones on lead vocals. Yes. Adam, I'm going to give it a go. Yeah. His name might be Adam Dutkiewicz. Dutkiewicz. Dukkaw, that's that's maybe. the
1: that's the way I yeah. Or maybe Dutkiewicz, but 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 yeah, but yeah you're yeah. right.
0: It's it's Um, he's commonly known as Adam D, which yeah. is helpful. We'll we'll use that for the rest of the uh, episode, I think. Adam D lead guitar and backing vocals and he's also their producer which we'll get into in a bit yes um then on rhythm guitar and more backing vocals we've got joel sorry strutzel yeah that that was my best guess as well yeah and then on bass guitar we've got mike Mm d'antonio and then justin foley on drums
1: yes i apologize for making you do that but thank you for taking one for the team
0: absolutely fine and um yeah, so this was the first of their albums to feature that lineup. Yes. Previously, they'd had Jesse Leach as their singer. And um, I think Adam had been the... The drummer. Adam had been the drummer. Which I I only this. just
1: found out. That I can't believe yeah. that Adam
0: was the drummer. And Joel, Joel had done both lead and rhythm, I guess, on the record. And then they had someone else on stage. Yes. Um, but then Jesse left. Howard took over as lead vocalist. Adam uh, and and Howard brought Justin from his previous band with him. Um, And then Adam moved from drums to lead guitar for some reason. I mean, not not for some reason. He's obviously an amazing guitarist, but why he was on drums in the first place, I'm not sure. Um, And then Joel went from lead guitar to rhythm guitar, which I feel is a bit of a demotion. Yes. There we are. Yes, that's
1: (laughs) it. But I think he's still, I mean, at least, I know on the Holy Diver uh, cover, he does a solo. So maybe these days oh, right. they kind of share lead duties. Maybe they both play solos. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just read that they recorded cool. they recorded the album before this, their sort of uh, yeah. Alive or Just Breathing, with like two guitar tracks. And then when they went to play them live, they were like, oh, we probably need another guitarist. And Adam was like, well, go on then. Also, the story of um, the Jesse Leach story, did you read that like he recorded Alive or Just Breathing? And then before they toured, he quit the band.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to get into this often when people leave bands you sort of just assume it's because of massive fallings out yes. and creative differences and things. And I quite like the fact that... I mean, obviously they both had their reasons, but I like the fact that both when Jesse left and then when Howard eventually left after his two albums and Jesse came back, I like the fact that it neither of them was actually to do with like disagreements with the band yes. members and things. Um, Jesse, so basically Jesse... Yeah, as you say, they recorded the album, and then he got married like two weeks before they yeah. went on tour, and was basically like, "I just sort of done with this music life. I, I want to be with my wife," yeah. which is fair enough, absolutely. Uh, and also, I think he was he was uh, struggling with depression at the time as well. And then when Howard left, that was because he was struggling to contain his diabetes. Okay. Um, and basically, like I guess, like a tour life, yeah, being on the road, does a not tour help diet that, is yeah. not going to be good for a diabetes. So no. he was just just decided to stop being in the band because of that. Well, that's... uh I mean,
1: yeah, like you say, those, those are very fair enough reasons, aren't they? Instead of the usual yeah. creative differences or whatever.
0: Yeah, and, and and so much so that on this album, Jesse had literally just left, but he does backing vocals on one of the songs. Yeah, and I'm, they've just released a single last year, didn't they,
1: cause, which with Howard on it. It's like joint lead vocals, him and Howard. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's cool. So, yeah, an interesting... Uh, you know, sort of making of, of this album, I suppose. Is a,
0: Yes. Know. Yeah, I would say so. Um And I think they were also um just wondering where to go because obviously, uh, Alive or Just Breathing, that had sort of started projecting them into where they wanted to be getting. Yes.
1: They were on Roadrunner, weren't they? They got assigned to Roadrunner. So, yeah. So, yeah.
0: And suddenly it was like, right, we're doing what's hopefully going to be our big album. Yeah. But suddenly we've got a new front man, and yeah. a new <laughs> lyricist. So it's sort of like doing a first album. Yeah. Again. So I think that, must have been a very straight like it sort of felt like we've made it but we've now got to start again sort of thing.
1: Yeah, but like I think it helps like you say because Adam played drums on a live or just breathing and then they got someone else to tour. But on this album it's literally mm. just different drummer, Adam's only playing guitar. You know what I mean? It's like it's mm. like a fresh start almost, because they have yeah. kind of got a fresh a fresh drummer and the the idea to play two guitars on purpose without yeah. like, oh, we're gonna record two guitars and then maybe do it live. It's literally like, no, let's write two parts. And have a dedicated drummer. Mm. And uh, mm. and so it does feel quite fresh. It's
0: cool. Yeah. And um, I've got a quote from Adam about this. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, it was a strange time to us because it was Howard's first record. So I felt like we needed to have something to prove on here. Just before we had Alive or Just Breathing, which was a record where people started noticing us and who we were. And we started growing as a band. Then all of a sudden we had a new singer, which is a very weird thing. So as I was producing it I was thinking about how it needs to be better than what we just did. <laughs> that it needs to be the next big thing and not just a step back. Okay. So yeah, so that that sort of takes us nicely into the fact that we we talked to talked about Butch Vig being the drummer in Garbage but also producing for Garbage. Yeah. Um and obviously producing Nevermind, but I when I was looking at him, I it seemed like he basically did Nevermind did all of Garbage's stuff but didn't really do much else as yeah. a producer. Whereas Adam is like a massively prolific metal producer. Okay, so I
1: haven't looked into this. What else has he produced? Like like modern metal, sorry.
0: Yeah, like basically he is the go-to producer for metalcore.
1: Oh, wow, okay. I mean, it makes um, sense.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, he's done all eight Killswitch albums. Yeah. But, um, for instance, he's worked with All That Remains on... Five albums. Bloody hell. Three albums for As They Lay Dying, one for August Burns Red, one for Bullet For My Valentine, um, two for Parkway Drive, two for Shadows Fall, Christ. two for Underoath, um five for Unearth, and two for The Devil Wears Prada. Bloody hell. So basically, if if you're a decent m- metalcore band yeah. from sort of mid mid nineties onwards, chances are... You've worked with Adam D at some point. So this was released May 11th, 2004. Yeah. Um, it got to number 21 in the Billboard 200. Not bad at all. Which is pretty good. It had its uh, lead single on the um, Resident Evil soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> which Resident Evil? Um, the first one. Um, Resident Evil
1: oh apocalypse. apocalypse i'm seeing it I don't know which, which
0: one. is probably number eight yeah there's a lot of them on there the, yes <laughs> and it was nominated for a grammy that single as well yeah best metal performance title track. title track yeah and yeah.
1: it won the album won best metal album at the golden gods the metal hammer awards yes it did yes did i just say best metal album um, at the metal hammer awards
0: it's probably just best album as opposed isn't it? To,
1: uh, <laughs> as opposed to best country album uh, it
0: sold quite well I saw 500,000 units in the US certified gold but that was as of 2007 so that was in its first three years so I feel like it's it must oh. have sold some more in the last 13 years um,
1: yeah I would presume probably so probably the That's majority a time. In, that,
0: in that first period but it might be up to mm. I don't know I, don't, I doubt it's up to a million but it would probably be up to uh, it might have sold another 100,000 or so since then,
1: yeah, I reckon um, that's And It a sold 38,000 yeah. in its first week. Not bad.
0: Which is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, pretty good.
1: Singles. It had three singles.
0: Three singles. Yes.
1: But I forgot to look into this. So it had it led with the Rose of Sharon, uh, May mm-hmm. 2004, and then uh, the title track, End of Heartache, uh, in August yep. 2004, and yep. then for some reason, a year and three months later, <laughs> in November 2005. They released the bid farewell. Can do you know why? I couldn't find out why.
0: When they released the special edition. Right. Maybe it was a tie in with that because they released that's that true in two thousand five. So uh, okay. I reckon they probably released the special edition and sent another and single. single out at that point.
1: Good good call. That's probably uh, true. And that
0: special edition had an extra six tracks. Um three of them were live tracks and um like a basically like a radio edit of um, the End of Heartache. It was like the, the version that was actually on Resident Evil. Um, okay. And then two other songs. Again, another one with Jesse doing co-vocals.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think I first heard My Last Serenade, the live version from this, like a long time ago. Because oh, I okay. always thought it was on this album and that it was a Howard Jones song. I didn't realise it was a... Oh. I'd only ever heard him sing it for a, for the longest time. I always yeah. thought it must have been on his debut album, so... I was expecting it on this album and then oh. I sort of I sort of remembered that it's not he didn't even write it. He was just, it.
0: <laughs> you were just waiting and it wasn't there.
1: Just it wasn't there.
0: I'm very sad. Um did you watch any videos this week?
1: No, no, I think I've seen them both before, just in oh. my, you know, early like Kerrang days. I you know, yeah. I vaguely remember um at least I vaguely remember the Rose of Sharon one. They're in like a desert, aren't they? With and there's like trees and there's blood on the trees and stuff like that.
0: Very good memory, yeah.
1: But I don't I don't think I remember the end of Heartache video at all. Is it Resident Evil? Is it just clips of Resident no, Evil? No, it's
0: it's not, which is weird. Okay. Well, not the one I saw at least. Um it's just like a performance in a black space. Um and then okay. every so often it sort of CG like goes really into like the side of their face and it sort of becomes bits and then you go into one of them and it's just like the full band again. Okay. Um Although Sounds on strange. here it, it does say uh, the end of Heartache featured a darkly lit performance with various CG imagery with scenes from Resident Evil dotted throughout. So maybe they were like within the little bits, but I didn't notice them. Didn't spot them. Mm.
1: The, the 2000s for like, because obviously Mission Impossible 2 had like Metallica and Limp Bizkit on the soundtrack. It certainly did. I remember, I remember Korn, P.O.D. did a song for The Matrix, Reloaded. Right. I remember Korn, Korn did a song for Tomb Raider, The Cradle of Life. Huh. Uh, and I remember, um, I was just gonna, about to say, there's a Slipknot song in Resident Evil as well, right? One of the, Yeah, My Plague. Of, my Plague, yeah. yeah. Christ.
0: On the first On the Resident Evil, yeah. Yeah. It's it oh, basically like nice. any, any film franchise like Resident Evil and Saw, anything like that, their soundtracks yeah. are fucking insane. <laughs> Like the Saw soundtrack, I swear I had like Slipknot and Marilyn Manson on it. Yeah, it was great. At uni, I don't know if I have ever told you this. At uni, I used to have a radio show.
1: What you didn't tell don't me tell that? You
0: this? No. Oh. So I used to have a radio show called Real Tunes, but Real was E E L, so it was oh. like film tracks. Oh. <laughs> um, and basically, I used to like pick a genre each week, and then just play music that's featured in films from that genre. Oh, that's great. But I basically just use it as a way to play the music that I wanted to hear yeah. on radio. <laughs> So every so week it was, like, it
1: was always metal every week. Yeah. This week's show. Like, oh, driving. this week it's horror again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's so um, good. I had the, I think, four till six in the afternoon. Cool. So I was like, playing Slipknot on drive time, yeah. <laughs> that's so good, that's so good. Was um, it weekly? Was it a weekly like, show? Yeah, every Monday, I think. Oh, that's great. Christ. Um, and as I mentioned a few weeks ago, um, the Hurt Locker soundtrack had some Ministry songs on it. Yeah. So when I did like a Oscar winners week, I got to play some Ministry yeah. and <laughs> yeah, just just mad mad stuff. I basically just like pushed to see what I could get on there. Yeah.
1: That's so good. Because if you should... didn't
0: have a if you didn't have like a specialist show, you just had to play stuff from a certain playlist.
1: Oh okay.
0: But because mine was a specialist show, I could play whatever the fuck I wanted. Yes,
1: that's great. We should definitely do... I know you've got on the spreadsheet, we've got rock movies as a... But we should definitely do like soundtracks or something, shouldn't we? That's a great...
0: Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool, yeah.
1: But do you think we should talk about the album?
0: I guess we should.
1: (laughs) Probably give it a go, eh?
0: Um, Should we do a quick rundown of the tracks?
1: Yes, do you want me to go? I feel like you, uh, you always get up for this. I'll give it okay. a go. Sure. Go for it. So we've got um, A Bid Farewell, Take This Oath, When Darkness Falls, Rose of Sharon, Inhale, Breathe Life, The End of Heartache, Declaration, World Ablaze, And Ember's Rise, Wasted Sacrifice, and then it ends with Hope Is... dot dot dot.
0: Yes, which I've just realised is featuring another vocalist.
1: Phil Labonte.
0: Phil Labonte.
1: He is the singer, the lead, former lead vocalist of Shadows Fall and was the touring vocalist for Killswitch Engage in early 2010.
0: And he's the lead singer from All That Remains. Basically, he just is metalcore.
1: Yes. If you've heard a voice in metalcore, it's this man.
0: (laughs) All That Remains, Shadows Fall and Killswitch. Bloody hell.
1: Yeah. and apparently he filled in for five finger death punch as well for a while i mean i i saying that though i i think the reason i didn't know he was on there is because i didn't hear another voice on there
0: maybe i mean we'll get into that song in in several minutes time but maybe it's the like super growly scream. yeah
1: that's true maybe yeah yeah in a few minutes time rich
0: (laughs) i mean i say a few probably (laughs) optimistic a (laughs) a lot of minutes times (laughs) <laughs> it's just that's not a phrase um <laughs> it is now it is now okay so let's get on to bid farewell let's so this is the opening of the track uh, opening of the album
1: and it starts quite strangely i think yeah
0: it does doesn't it
1: yeah it's in either a slow three four or like a normal six six eight but it's just a weird feel like the drums are sort of round on the toms you know that weird it's yeah it's really off kilter way to start an album i didn't really know where i was at first
0: i was counting it in fours but it is sort of like like i feel like it's three three two
1: i think it's i don't know
0: oh yeah i'm totally wrong (laughs) (laughs) it's like three 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 and then probably another three (laughs) yeah i think so also known as three but yeah it's it's given how the album generally is very like guitar riff with bass just filling in underneath the guitar yes and then a lot of just sort of the drums are pretty much just doing snare cymbals and double bass yeah it's it's quite an uncharacteristic opening because yes. it's lots of toms and mm. lots of bass um, yeah but it's cool it is great but it's it, a really interesting way to start the album yeah it's sort of like halfway between A build like Cochise or something Mm. and like it's not quite as building as that but it's not just straight in your face which a lot of these songs are
1: it's cool though and the guitar tone I mean obviously like it's a metal album but the guitar tone and the drums sound fucking brilliant they're such nice yeah they do
0: he's he's a very good producer isn't he
1: he really knows what he's doing yeah
0: yeah um they really love like I think their guitars are completely left and right aren't they yeah
1: 100% yeah there's sometimes another one down the middle, I think,
0: but oh, is that
1: yeah, sometimes, but they're pretty much always definitely your left and right ears,
0: yeah, because when they are isolated is, it's just like completely y- in one ear or the other,
1: yeah, which is great, yeah, could
0: you tell like that intro is one of the only parts where you could potentially tell which way the drums are panned, so i but I couldn't work it out myself, oh, they are panned wrong, oh yeah,
1: but it wasn't this it, it <laughs> Adam um. <laughs> But it wasn't this intro because I agree with you; it was too hard to tell in this intro. I couldn't mm. tell until I think like song five or six when he goes. There's one song when he goes, and yeah. I was like, "Ha ha!" And I know yeah. where. Like that was the, that was the only way I could tell. Yeah. There's a thing in this intro that I feel like they do quite a lot, which is um, one of them will be playing like, and then underneath there'll be another guitar that's going like, like like a picked, yeah. you know, normally normally like an arpeggio of a of a like just a chord normally, but yeah sometimes, as in this one, it's really like atonal, it's really like dissonant That it's not just like a nice ding-ding-ding-ding yeah. it's like when it is in, when it, it's really strange, and I really like it
0: yeah, it's great, and then they, they sort of do that, they they often have both, and then it just goes down to the chugging, and then the other one comes back in, like, this this opening does exactly that yeah. I mean, I think this album's very what you'd expect from a metalcore album, and If you like that, then you're going to have a great time with it. And if you don't, then it's probably not for you. But um, I don't think it's doing anything too crazy um, or too sort of off from its genre like last week's was. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'm much of like a
1: metalcore enthusiast. Like when I think whenever I hear it, I enjoy it. But I'm not someone like all those bands you just mentioned, Shadows Fall and All That Remains and Parkway Mm -hmm. Drive. I've I've never really listened to any of those. Like, I think if they've been on in the yeah. background, I've enjoyed them, but I've never, like, sought them out. Right. So I, I agree with you. To me, this is what metalcore sounds like, but I don't know if I'm in a position to mm. be, to know that that's true. But if you say it is true, I believe you, because yeah. I know you listen to a lot more of it than I do.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously there's certain nuances between different bands, of course. Um, yeah. And I think Killswitch's big USP is the clean, melodic choruses. Um I mean, a lot of, yeah. A lot of them do do that, but I think, like, Howard's voice is just way above a lot of vocalists we'll get into, yeah, I'm sure. it really is. Um, whereas, like, yeah. people like Parkway are, are a lot more sort of just growling the whole time, um, or, like... Well, I don't know, yeah, basically... This is why I, I find genres challenging, because I don't feel like... Yes. ...Killswitch and Parkway Driver in the same genre, necessarily, but okay yeah, i'm with you the
1: minute distinctions between genres baffle me sometimes so i uh yeah i often give up you can put a
0: post on the beginning and maybe a core on the end and you'll you make your own genre, yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah it um, seems to be the way so this song also opens with something that they do in potentially every song probably not every song and he he opens vocally with like an absolute banshee scream. Yeah. Which I very much enjoy. Yeah, his it's voice... It's terrifying. Yeah, it
1: is. His voice is like something else, isn't it? Like the 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 jump between the two.
0: Watching live stuff, you know, it's not like a studio thing. Like, he can switch between those two things on stage easily. Yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah,
1: it's, it is amazing, yeah. I think the only other person I've heard... That does it quite as well as him? Is I mean, other than obviously Sam from Architects, but he's in like his own fucking league, so that doesn't count. Is Michael ackerfeld from Opeth has the same thing where he does like the most demon growls and then the next second he'll be like singing this lovely crooning melody. Uh, and it just blows my mind that one person can do those two things.
0: Yeah. And another thing this song does, which is sort of in keeping with the rest of the album, is that it sort of shifts into something else sort of halfway through a verse or after a verse, Mm -hmm. like the tempo slightly changes the riff completely changes and we're off onto something else yeah um which is i guess that that's something that bands like parkway do that that's a lot of this feels quite trivium-esque doesn't it
1: yeah i've i've written trivium about 15 times in my notes i think which is not really fair because uh ascendancy came out the year the same year as this i think
0: yeah, tripping probably sounded like kill switch. I guess. Yeah,
1: I think that's more that's more uh, likely.
0: Yeah, I guess that's probably just a, a mid-noughties yeah. feel, wasn't it? Mm, um, yeah, which was no bad thing. Um, no, I'm a big fan. So there's something that I like uh, that they do a fair bit, which is where like they do one riff, but they use a quickening speed of the drums to make yeah. it sound like something else, or make it sound heavier or not so heavy. So like, okay. sometimes they'll just have like a regular drum beat, like quite slow. And then they mm-hmm. might add like a double bass under that to make it yeah. sound like... But then sometimes they do that thing where on every single beat he's hitting the snare. And it's yes. like basically the snare's hitting on every single time the guitar is like playing a note on the riff. Yeah. And that just sounds so heavy to me. I don't know why like pairing those two things, it just makes it sound... So crazy. Yeah, it's in the pre-chorus of this first song, right? There's like a...
1: It goes from the verse riff into sort of double time, but it sounds like... It's called blast beating, if it's the thing I'm thinking of, and it did sound like he was doing it.
0: Oh, is that a blast beat?
1: Yeah, so a blast oh. beat... I mean, it's not, it's not used very often, I think because it's really hard to do, but normally, like... You would, if you were playing, if you're a right-handed drummer, so your right hand's on the hi-hat and your left hand's on the snare, Yeah. normally I think they open it up. So it's left hand on the hi-hat and, and right hand, probably just because most of them are right-handed. Yeah. And then you play like, you play the hi-hat every other, one, two, three, four, but your right hand is going, one, da, 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 yeah. da, da. And yeah, and it, like you say, it sounds fucking crazy.
0: Yeah, it really does. I didn't know that's what a blast beat was. That's yes. excellent. I always hear them talked about. Okay, well... I can finally do some good in the world. (laughs) Thanks, Kyle.
1: That's all right.
0: (laughs) Um, They also do a thing. I think we're going to get into like a lot of things in this song and then then we'll be like, oh, and then, you know, this is just stuff that goes through the album. Um, But they they also do a thing in this song, uh, which is like the difference between just palm muted stuff and then like hanging chugs.
1: Yes, that is yeah. yeah. I that is one of my notes. I think for the next song, or like you say, probably any song. But yeah, it's a it's a real metal thing to go like diddle diddlin, diddlin. and then next time round go diddlin, diddle diddle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. I love it.
0: I love that sound.
1: Yeah, me too. It's great. It's really hard Did... to do as well because you're not yeah. you're not fully unmuting, but you're also not. You know what I mean? You're not like choking down. You're palm muting,
0: but not so high up.
1: Yeah, it's basically, uh, the way I do it is um, because I I play with my, uh, this is such boring talk for anybody listening, (laughs) but I play guitar with my three fingers out. I don't like curl my hand up. I don't know how anyone does that. So I'm muting with like the whole side of my hand and I just slightly raise it, just allow a bit more room, but not Uh, enough that it goes. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, it's a bit, it took me fucking ages to learn how to do it because it's such a small distinction between your hand shapes.
0: (laughs) Shall we take this oath? we probably should let's get on um so this has got jesse doing backing vocals i couldn't necessarily pick them out could you
1: i think it's the there's a second voice in uh where the hell is it i do remember because the first time i heard it i thought it was dallas green oh okay i was like oh dallas green's on this album
0: (laughs) i know it's not something i'd like to hear
1: um But again, it's because I don't think I'd heard Jesse singing before. So I had no idea. Hmm. I I had no idea what was going
0: on. This song does a lot of those things we've just mentioned. It's got Banshee. It's got lots of double bass, like mad double bass drums.
1: Yeah. 16ths for days. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Love it. Um, It's got that riff change. Yeah. Uh, It's got those chugs. The lyrics in this sound quite faith-based, which I think is something that carries through a lot of this album. Yes. Um, I couldn't see anything that specifically categorizes them as a Christian metal band and I couldn't see anything that said that Howard Jones is a Christian or anything. Um mm. but there is there is that sort of sense in the lyrics. But then there's also a line in this which is sort of the opposite where it says abandon the safety of mindless following, which feels like very anti religious. Yeah. Because he's saying abandon like what he he's calling mind what he's saying is the safety of mindless following sort of sounds like someone that's what someone would say if they didn't agree with religion so yeah
1: and then there's the <laughs> yeah and then there's the the break free you know break free this is your time which again mm. could be you know implied to be negative yeah i th- i know what you mean though there are a few on the album that jump out as sort of either just about religion i don't know like you say if they're if howard jones is is trying to like sing yeah. to the masses but it's a, it is a it's a it's a strange through line sometimes
0: yeah I, I have a rough theory that I mean obviously the song's called The End of Heartache and there's a song called The End of Heartache which is pretty explicitly a breakup song yeah Um, and I have I feel like you know you've got songs like Breathe Life um, World of Blazers like Things Are On Fire and then the Embers Rise I feel like there's so much stuff in this album which is like tr- rising out of destruction and things being at their worst and coming through that and being something positive like there's there's yeah. a very positive vibe to it and I, I wonder if he's essentially written a breakup album yeah but posed it in this much more sort of grandiose way of mankind like destruction and rising like Phoenix rising from the ashes sort of thing yeah basically in saying I'm going like going through this breakup but I will still be okay sort of thing.
1: Yeah, that's great. I mean, that's a great way to look at it. You're right. And, and it would make, it does make for a much more interesting album than just like you say, I'm really sad or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. That is, that's, a, that that's is a good theory, Rich.
0: Two cents. Thanks, Kyle. Okay, so then we go into When Darkness Falls, which yes. was the first song by them that I ever heard. Right. Yeah, I had a Kerrang! compilation um, around this time. Um right. and as with most Kerrang compilations, it was the first time I'd heard of bands and then I became fans of said bands. Yes. And when Darkness Falls was on a certain one and it like absolutely terrified me, the intro. <laughs> right. Which because it's just straight in with that piercing scream and like yeah. really as you said, like dissonant guitar mm. like horrible with the tones in the guitar. And I was like, What is this? But um it's a very good song is what it is <laughs> it is a very good song yeah it's yeah. got
1: some bit, a bit of a bit of odd time at the start i think the way i was yeah. counting it was was four and then three and then four four um mm. but it's also got it's got a thing this does in the verses that i don't know if they do much but it's a thing that i love which is that the for like the first half of the the verse say the riff is just like or whatever and then the second half of the verse, there, there's the same stops, diddala, 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 but one of the guitars starts going, din, 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 din. Yeah. like it doesn't, it doesn't do the stops. I fucking love that so much.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like it's such an easy thing to just put in the second time around, mm. but it just it just makes things yeah. sound so much cooler, doesn't it? If you just have that slight does, evolution. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. And it's just a little <laughs> build as well. You're like, oh, someone's yeah. coming because that guitar hasn't stopped.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. Fuck,
1: it's fucking great.
0: Also, I don't know how we've got three songs in, but we haven't mentioned pinch harmonics yet. No, we haven't, and
1: it's about time because they are <laughs> next to maybe Zach Wild. They are the absolute masters of yeah. just the dun 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 dun. Woo!
0: Oh, it's, he loves them. Yeah, it's
1: so good. They're always every single one of them just about makes me so happy when you yeah. when someone gets a pinched harmonic right. Oh boy.
0: Yeah, I wonder why it is such a satisfying sound. Do you reckon they are only satisfying if you just heard one by itself or like in a song that didn't need it? Do you do you think it'd be as satisfying or do you think they're satisfied because we hear them within these songs of like we hear them at the end of an amazing riff or like with a guitar that sounds really good?
1: I think yeah, it's placement. Uh not that I don't love Zach Wilde, but sometimes I think he does them a bit too much mm-hmm. and it becomes it becomes less satisfying. Like mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure, like, I saw a video of him playing the crazy train riff. You know what I mean? That's that's too much. But if you just put one at the end, maybe every other time through, like, you know, that's what what I'm needing But I think it gets to a point, yeah, you can oversaturate, at least for me personally. I I don't like them. I know I just said I do them all the time, but not literally every (laughs) fucking bar, because there is a limit. To what uh, to what anyone other than a guitarist might be like, yes, we'd pinch some money.
0: Also, right, we haven't really talked about their choruses yet either. No, we've not. I mean, we've we've sort of talked about their two vocal styles, but their choruses are just so catchy and mm-hmm. poppy and amazing.
1: Yeah. yeah, they are. And some some of these songs take a while to get to the chorus. Mm, There's quite a do. few different sections. Yeah. And so you're like, was that the chorus? Like, especially if you're quite, you know, familiar with maybe normal or other metal choruses, you know, that yeah. don't don't necessarily go in for the big Howard Jones voice. If you don't have a Howard Jones in your band, um, yeah. And so yeah, there's there's quite a few where I was like, oh, that was a that was a chorus, and then like another, and then there'd be another verse, and then there'd be an actual chorus, and I'd be like, yes. oh fuck, no, this is the chorus.
0: Yeah, and it reminds and it's me great. of that thing that Zero Chance did, where the first yes. time round they do do like. The first two lines of the chorus and then just go back to the verse but then next time yeah. they give you that amazing melody
1: yeah and it's like oh. they
0: make you wait but it's so much worth so yeah. so worth it and i feel like kill switch do that all the time yes, like that- they'll do a chorus but then next time they do a chorus it's actually like the big like title of the song chorus yeah bit
1: yeah that is a great comparison
0: and that was in my notes for rose of sharon so we can probably get onto rose of sharon unless you want to talk we about can- when darkness falls.
1: No, that more. sounds uh that sounds fine to me. This is this is one of those ones that's got the um the Trivium if Trivium riff kind of me dead 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 you know the Yeah. I've written it as note chug 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 note chug 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 note chug chug chug.
0: That's my first that's... line on this song was this song is very Trivium. Yeah, that was absolutely. <laughs> so, there we go. Um yeah. again they're doing like that whole the the blast beat as I've learned yes. it's now called. Um and yeah, they, they hold back that that chorus. This is a super heavy song, isn't it?
1: Yeah, this it song. really is. That that pre-chorus is so I think it's in three. It's just like one, two, three, but the guitar part is almost coming in, it's like da like and it almost misses the one. And the drums are just doing that Lars Ulrich thing where they're just going and it's like really hard to you know to know where you are. Like it's just like what the fuck is going on? How are they counting this? And then it just comes yeah. into a chorus and you're like, oh, there we go. <laughs>
0: um, and it's got, this is like one of the only ones with like a proper, almost like a post-hardcore sort of bridge to it. Yes. And I love um, it. I wish they did it a yeah, bit more, to be honest. Very nice, isn't it? And that's Adam singing that bit. I Well, I, I, I think I'd seen
1: him do live, sing live. So I presumed yeah. the one voice I knew wasn't Howard's. I was like, maybe that's Adam.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah it's nice it is good I guess that's yeah. probably why it became a lead single because it's got that more mellow aspect to it in that yeah. piece anyway um, also an- another sort of religious theme that the um, the Rose of Sharon is a biblical reference
1: uh, oh yeah I, what what's it from?
0: It's from the bible <laughs> I mean I don't know <laughs> Oh okay, um, I thought you were
1: going to give me a passage in a verse. And uh, <laughs> come on!
0: No, I I know that it, it doesn't refer to like a specific flower. Like it can, it's a term that can be used to refer to any number of flowering shrub, basically. Okay. Um, and it's sort of mentioned in the Bible, but it's also, yeah, it it can just mean anything. I I didn't see like what it symbolizes necessarily. Yeah. Um, I couldn't really find that. I just found that it could be this plant or it could be that plant i was like but what does it mean <laughs> you're giving me all these plants and i just what a meaning <laughs> and then we've got our first of two instrumentals
1: yeah also we've got a fade out quickly rose of sharon fades out Whoa. oh yeah yes it's 2004 does, yeah. what's going on um yeah.
0: <laughs> oh yeah but, I, I yeah that's super poppy isn't it to fade out
1: yeah and no one does it anymore like i swear to god no one does it anymore
0: yeah, especially in this genre, you either have like yeah. a hard stop or you just have the chords like ringing out. Yeah, you don't yeah. have a chorus fade out. It's no. Yeah, that is strange.
1: It is strange. Uh, but yeah, in terms of inhale, I really, really like it. I wish it was a song. Yeah, it's, it's such a nice isn't it? piece of yeah, it's a bloody lovely piece of music. And I was like, oh, here we go—the classic metal ballad. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the mid the mid album pro- like fully fully sing along ballad, and then we'll get back to the riffing. And yeah. instead, it's just like a minute of music, which is great, but ah, oh, I was a bit because
0: it feels like it's it is actually going to go somewhere. Because like right near the end, it starts that like lead part, like do do do, yeah, that bit, and you're like, okay, mm-hmm. right, we've got a lead bit going through as well now. Okay, what's yeah. coming next? Oh, the next song is coming next. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, do you know why it would be there? I mean, the other one feels a little bit more in place. Well, we'll get to that in a bit. But yeah, the other one doesn't really feel like it belongs there necessarily.
1: No, it doesn't. Like I do like it as a piece of music, but it doesn't really fit because it doesn't come out of the last song, which fades out. And it doesn't really have much of a transition into the next song. No. So whereas like you say, the one later, it kind of does fit. But yeah, I mean, I love that it's on there. I love the music, but it is Mm. kind of a strange minute that maybe shouldn't be there as much as I like it. Don't really know. Yeah,
0: don't know. Um, I, I think as we've done in the past, I probably haven't considered Inhale and Embers Rise for my three picks.
1: No. I would but, be very strange if you chose Inhale and Embers Rise <laughs> as your two picks for this album, Rich. I'm, I'm just,
0: I'm doing it so that we only get a minute and a half on the playlist this week. Yeah, of course, yeah. To-
1: that, that, that would be a statement about your thoughts on the album if you picked the two one minute <laughs> instrumentals.
0: Yeah, that would be, wouldn't it? um yeah. <laughs> okay breathe life
1: i fucking love this song
0: <laughs> yeah it's great isn't it
1: it's great that riff at the start is just like fucking you get a drum fill intro and then a big slide yeah. and then you've just got that riff Woo!
0: yeah it's very very nice um mm-hmm. and then yeah just chugging over the top nice double verse structure yeah so they sort of hold off on giving us that big breathe life yeah, refrain.
1: well, this is the this is the one where my notes mention the thing you said the the loose uh, chugging. Okay, yeah. So the the second time round, it's the diddling diddle yeah. yeah, which is just
0: great. Yeah. Also, we get a solo in this song, Kyle.
1: It does, and it's quite like a bluesy solo. I think I'd only heard the solos they do in the cover of Holy Diver, so yeah. which are, which are kind of shreddy. There's like there's bits in yeah. those that are like diddle, diddle 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 diddle. And so I was expecting if there were any solos that it would it would mm. be some shredding, and it's quite a nice little bluesy piece instead.
0: Yeah, it is, yeah. It's very short. Very mm. uh yeah, as you say, it's not necessarily what you expect from this, but they're not a very solo y band, so no. Um it's quite nice to hear. Yeah, like a lot of those like trivium are soloing all the time. And that's yes. what <laughs> that's what um I guess stands these guys apart. Like they're not focusing on that, they're focusing on other things. Um yeah. but it's it's nice to hear the odd one. From them. It
1: is, every now and then. They've got... They do a thing that we've talked about a lot of times, mainly with Mastodon, where they'll, like, throw in a riff for, like, a verse and it never comes back. And it yeah. makes me sad.
0: Because they're so good.
1: Because they're so good. <laughs> it's such a waste of a good riff.
0: Or is it excellent use of a good riff?
1: Exactly, yeah. It's just me being being silly. I want, like, a damn that river <laughs> instead, of a, instead of a Mastodon. Yeah. This has a thing in the chorus, just quickly, that I love, which is when... Hmm. It's in four, but like the drums only hit the snare on like the the second one instead of going like one, two, three, four, one. It's like one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. You know what I mean? It just makes it so much more epic, like waiting for that snare drum. And the the chorus in this is fucking great. It's so big. And that's a big part of it, I think, for me.
0: His voice is just so good
1: i know he doesn't sound like anyone else does he in metal as far as i can tell like i i may be wrong but i've never heard anyone that sounds like him in metal
0: his his no i think there are there are people who can do comparable scream vocals probably um but his clean vocals Mm. are he's he's on a different level to other people um both in in style and in like ability
1: yeah. when I first heard my, I think My Curse was the first uh, of their songs I ever heard, mm. and I was like, they've mm. got an opera singer in their band,
0: yeah, that's how we felt with uh, the when Darkness. Falls. Yeah,
1: because it's just, and then but then you watch him, and he's also like scream, as you say, doing the banshee scream, it's like, what, yeah, who is this man, yeah, what a guy.
0: Well, was talking of which they were, um, I think he was like 33 when this right. came out um and adam d was like 26 when they made this what? Album, which given that he's the lead guitarist and producing yeah. it and in his like mid to late 20s it's just phenomenal Not bad at all buddy yeah because he's like he's only i think 42 now or something adam. christ and he's done eight albums and produced anyway. fucking millions more seemingly yeah 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 exactly um okay are you ready for a big poppy sing-along kyle <laughs> i sure am let's do it (laughs) you can uh, you can really see why the grammy's lapped up this song can't you you can yeah Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't take anything from it as far as i'm concerned it is super like poppy and it feels like a cleaner song but after that intro it does still just get really heavy for a bit
1: yeah it does yeah yeah it's not it's not exactly like a a pop song is it you know what no. I mean? just because it was nominated for a grammy it's still metalcore yeah like very much so
0: i think maybe because it's got clean verses as well yeah that's true like usually they do scream verses, howard clean chorus but in this it's mm-hmm. pretty much clean the whole way through with a bit of backing screams his voice in the melody in the
1: verses is bloody lovely as well that yeah. clean that clean sung through yeah it's great it's got a thing um that i love in the verse just in metal music in general which is when like the guitar stops and all that you're left with on the track is the vocal and the just the drums just going ding yeah. ding 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 da, ding ding ding, yeah. ding and then da, 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 da. i bloody love that
0: yes it's it's very good i used to this was on uh, yeah. one of the guitar heroes and this was like one of my favorite tracks to play because it's just yeah. so much fun it is. I mean, it, it is, is oh, it's one of my favorite issue. things to play on a real guitar as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause it's not that difficult and it just sounds great. Um,
1: it's so good. There's a thing The the thing I mentioned earlier, the, the riff that doesn't hang around longer than as long as I'd want it to. After the chorus, After the chorus I think it's my, it's my favorite one on the album that yeah. like the, you know, like Thunderstruck,
0: like the, the yeah. ACDC. The yeah. The yeah. It's such, it's such a great riff. Why don't they play it forever? I love how he's doing that because it, it's one of those things where like a riff starts permuted and then it just like slowly comes off. Yeah. And like opens up over like over a few bars. I love that.
1: Yeah. It's bloody great. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. Yeah. It also has one of the heaviest bridges just on the album, that, that bridge riff. Yeah.
0: It's like, where, where does that come from? Like that massive yeah, it slide. Is. It's like a siren. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then just like, it's
0: yeah. so heavy. And then just goes completely got- clean. Like, yeah. Again, it's such a yeah.
1: the classic metal thing. Yeah. yeah.
0: There's when it does those like few bars of like just clean picking. Um. There's something over the top of that, and I couldn't really work it out. It sounds like it, it almost sounds like a metronome, but it, right. It might be like a clock, maybe, or it might just be Ooh. like a very light sort of closed hi hat. I don't know. Um, oh. But there's just something in there that's not the guitar, and I couldn't work it out.
1: I might dive into the track right now and have a listen. (laughs) yeah. Cue that music. (laughs) Oh, you know, I don't know either. The two things you mentioned are spot on. It either sounds like a clock or like he's really, really, really lightly hitting the hi-hat. Yeah. (laughs) Which is a strange thing to say, but yeah, yeah. I can't tell what that is either.
0: Yeah. Yes. Also, there's a thing in this song, in the second verse... The second line of the second verse, um, he says, you know me, you know me oh so well. And that second line is screamed in the background. And then he holds the scream on the word well for the whole of the next line. (laughs) That, I mean, I think Sam
1: did it a bunch on architects, but the people that can, I mean, people that can scream anyway. I don't have a fucking clue how you do it. No. But when yeah, when someone can hold it, yeah, I like how what how what do you do in your throat that makes you able to do that?
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's madness. So do we think that would also be Adam doing those backing screams, or
1: I mean, would that you know, be I, Joel
0: because he's doing backing vocals as well?
1: Could be, yeah, could be. Yeah. I, I I probably do you reckon it's Howard on the record and then someone else live. Do you reckon oh, it's yeah. that kind of deal. Yes, of course. That's, yeah, that makes more but, sense. But but you're right. But obviously, someone probably has to do it live. So yeah so I don't know who that falls to to try and
0: match Howard maybe they pick straws
1: yeah (laughs) next song
0: big song yeah okay declaration this aside from the name this just is Trivium I feel like Trivium-esque is written on my thing there is a riff in this in the verse that sounds exactly like a Trivium
1: riff from Entrance of the Conflagration from uh, the Crusades right that like weird climbing sort of a dissonant
0: thing yeah i don't know that album but okay
1: okay well yeah there's a trivium riff that basically ripped it off because
0: it sounds exactly the same what's the noise that he's making at the beginning he goes like he goes like like right at the beginning yeah yeah it's like
1: uh it's like your thingy yeah it's like you you're uh architects yeah
0: but he only does it once so it doesn't become a thing yeah
1: no, um, it's cool. I love that bit at the start as well when the the stabs are on like, they're on one and three and then four and two. Yeah. they didn't, 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 didn't like it's pushed and it feels like, yeah. it feels like odd time, but it's not. They're just pushing them on the wrong beat. It's working cool.
0: Yeah, they do. There's a few songs now from this point onwards where they do like weird couplets of notes. Yes, there is. Um, and I like it. And a nice big too. hard stop at the end of this song as well.
1: Oh, you know, I'm a big fan. That verse, the, the last verse has a real different feel to the rest of this. It's, there's like a, basically on the drums, it's the thing you mentioned that he does on the drums where he'll play something different to give it a different feel. Mm-hmm. The last verse of this, he's like, he's playing it and then he he goes like da-da-da on the snare, like in the middle of it. You know, oh, really? did you notice that? No, like, I didn't notice yeah. that. Yeah, he's like play, he's like playing through in four and then he'll just be like dun dun dun, dun da dun dun, dun da 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 There's oh. a really weird... Yeah, it's just a weird drum beat that he just suddenly starts doing. And it's just like, oh, what? And then you go back to the chorus. Yeah, it's great. He, he loves to do that. And it, I, I find it really interesting when when a drum, you know, like we said, when a drum beat can change the feel of a song. I I, I like it when that happens. Mm, definitely.
0: Drummers are great. Drummers are pretty great. Well, great drummers are great.
1: Oh, shit. I never thought of it that way. <laughs> it just uh, happens that
0: we're listening to great drummers generally. That
1: is true. We've picked good genre for good drummers, I think. Let's tear to the rest of it. You already tried to jump to this song, so let's jump to this song.
0: I did. I was going to ask you well, this is another one where we've got little couplets. Yeah. Very oddly. What time signature are we in here? I, you
1: know? I count it as five, eight is the best way I could describe it. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. One, two, three, four, five. I might be wrong, but huh. if you, uh, yeah, next time you listen to it, try and count it and see if it works. Uh, the verse is in four um mm-hmm. but there's all the like offbeat stabs going on underneath it so it does feel a bit weird yeah. um but yeah the the opening riff is in 5-8 as far as i can and it comes back a few times but i think it's in 5-8 and it's really hard to tell though because it's such a strange riff yeah
0: i sort of always thought of them just as like a 4-4 four, four me band, too but they're really not are they no
1: uh, but like not not so much that it's a thing if that makes sense no it, exactly it, yeah it doesn't feel like they try and write odd time but every now and then maybe one of them comes up with an odd time riff and they're like
0: yeah fuck it yeah did you look into tuning on this album at no all?
1: i think i have in the past i think i know that the the again mike curse and holy diver i think they're in c or c sharp like drop yeah. two steps is that what they're in
0: uh, that's what a lot of these t- types of bands are in yeah. like drop c that uh, yeah that makes sense that's what i thought yeah. they were in um some parkways in drop c like a lot of did you ever listen to Thirty Six Crazy Fists? No. They were pretty much all in drop C. We should right. put them on the list. Sure. They were like this sort of era metalcore Um Yeah, I know the name. They're super cool. And they've their singers got a distinctive voice as well. Okay. Very strange voice. Well, cool. But it works amazingly. Anyway, oh. that's off topic. All right. Um for another time. Yeah, for another time. So they do this thing in this chorus, which you sort of mentioned in the very first song, where it's like in the chorus that one of the guitars is doing like um, going up and down on like three notes, like quite high up, just like ding yeah. ding, ding 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 ding, which is yes, like these it gives these choruses like the sort of feel that you'd expect from like Funeral for a Friend or like Paramore or something like that. Yes, where it it it's such like a poppy way of like having a riff in the chorus rather than just like a metal riff, but somehow yep. it sounds really I guess that just adds to the sort of anthemicness of these songs, maybe
1: yeah, I think if they were both just going like dun dun like playing four chords. Yeah. It would be, it wouldn't be, but when one of them is playing that and the other one is outlining those chords, ding, 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 ding. There's yeah. something about it that makes it, like you say, like not, not poppy, but yeah, just a bit more chorusy for once To I yeah. don't know. There's no, weird. I
0: know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, and it's cool. More fake choruses in the song as well. You're yeah. Like, oh okay, I've got to a chorus, but you're like, no, it's not the world <laughs> of place <Blade's> chorus. <laughs>
1: not quite.
0: Yeah. So this this was the point of the album where I sort of. Started putting together the, um, the theory of the topic, as because it it's like talking about redemption from destruction, and then I was like, "Yes, hmm, yeah." Let's take that further. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and then maybe I was thinking about it from then, and then it sort of it ends with chords sort of ring out, and then it starts up the acoustic picking, which yes. then becomes song number ten, "Embers Rise," mm. which. Yeah, so that makes this one feel more in place than Inhale because yeah. it's exe- it's basically an extended outro.
1: Yeah, it's basically just like a nice piece of music. Like they could have added this without its own name, you know what I mean? World of Blaze yeah. could have been a minute longer and just had this at yeah. the end and it would have been fine.
0: Yeah, although I guess World of Blaze was already five minutes so maybe they didn't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so they just cheated and made another yeah, song. Exactly, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, again, I don't know why they do these things but i like them it's nice it doesn't it's not what you'd expect necessarily but it's cool
1: yeah it is cool i do like it. it's a nice piece and like you say it fits a bit more not that i don't like inhale but it fits a bit more in terms of the album
0: yeah yeah it does um yeah but then we get on to wasted sacrifice i didn't have a huge amount to say about this song okay i think because for me all the songs are like there's no necessarily like a flow, like usually at this point it would feel like you're getting to the end of an album and I think because a lot right. of their songs are on a very similar vein similar like yeah. heaviness, similar tempo it doesn't necessarily, it feels just like on a quite a, a similar level the whole way through yeah. which is a good thing in some ways because it's like you're getting to the last songs but they're still as good as the first few mm-hmm. but then at the same time it doesn't necessarily I don't know. Do you know what I mean at all?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if I... I agree with you now that I think about it, but I, I was more thinking... I was reading up on um, there's some stuff about the following album, As Daylight Dies, the one with uh, yeah. with My Curse on it. And apparently yeah. one of the reviews for that said, like, it's a good album, but it's very badly sequenced. Like, they, they, they uh. the the songs are in a bad order. Like, it doesn't flow, yeah. you know what I mean? And I wonder yeah. if that's... But like you say, maybe it's because I certainly on this album, I feel like you could mix, not in a bad way, but you could put the songs in a different order and the album wouldn't necessarily flow any differently. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, not like we talked about how Soundgarden have like the Pretty Noose up top and then your Rhinosaur, but then you drop it down with your Zero Chance. Exactly, And we've talked yeah. about that. Alice in Chains did the same thing. And Novot- yeah, and like the Tremonti this-
0: one I feel like was a classic example of like, you know, so often you'll get like a little bit of a dip around eight or nine but then things will kick back up again and there might be a single at seven or something you know yeah yeah well that's interesting that i'm maybe not alone in that thought
1: no like you say it's not like any of the songs at this end of the album are particularly like really weak or anything it's just that it's just that the album sort of has it starts at say here which is no good for a podcast because no one else can see me but you can um (laughs) And it just keeps going along that level. You know what I mean? And and that's yeah. kind of fine. It doesn't have like the, oh, and now the slow song and then back up and then the big outro. Yeah. It's just kind of like 10 songs that sound kind of the same. And that's cool. Yeah. They're yeah. good songs.
0: Yeah, they certainly are.
1: Uh, that said I do really like this song. Um Yeah, no I, it's a great song yeah, which is it's, it's a, a weird,
0: weird thing for us to bring that up on.
1: Yeah, but. absolutely yeah. It's got one of my every time every I'm just my list of things I love is just growing week by week. Um, sure. This has one in the in the drum beat in the verse um the at the end of every second round the drums go da 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 you know like on the hi hat and the snare like to match yeah. the guitars da da and I'd fucking love that. I don't know why but I love when someone ends a bar with den 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 like hi-hat cool. snares so good
0: i like just... that to, to the list of things to look out things... for to be like oh did you notice that? <laughs> did you
1: notice the <laughs> snare and hi-hat <laughs> yeah and i also really like the um the, the guitar part in the chorus of this i think it's really interesting it's like it sort of goes through it's like two two bars of like just big chords down down and then two bars of like with like dun, dun, da, da, dun, da, da, that sort of thing
0: yes and then yeah. two
1: more bars with the ringing ding 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 it's a really mm. lovely like shape to the guitar part of the chorus
0: yeah that's that's good yeah
1: it is good well
0: done <laughs> <laughs> should we get on to Hope Is? we probably Final should Club? let's do it cool uh, this is I feel like this is maybe the heaviest song in the album yeah I think you're I think you're right because that breakdown that it, it ends with it, but it's Fuck. also got it sort of earlier on. It's mm. just so insanely heavy. So heavy. And though, like when it's got that riff, that's just like the dun, 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 dun with the, the, uh, yeah. Like, which is like, terrifying as it, as it is, but then when the drums just going like, yeah. The top, it's just,
1: yeah. It's like, nuts. It, it might be, we've talked about how dissonant some of this album is, but that, there's something extra scary about that, because it's literally just like two notes that are kind of, they must be like next to each other in terms of fret. And it's just like, dun, 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 dun like right next to each other. Dun, 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 yeah. dun. Oh, it's creepy. And it's so heavy.
0: Yeah, it reminds me, the way you, you've described it there, it reminds me of there's a riff that actually, ironically, 36 Crazy Fists do, and which is the same but different notes as a riff that tones do. Right, it's like starting on two, and then you go two four, two five, two four, two five. So okay, like, do Yeah, like that, and it it's that thing of just like you're just making a slight yeah adjustment, but it, it sounds super heavy. It's the same on this. It's like dun dun. It's probably like two three, two four, two three. Yeah, you know, it's there's nothing much no. happening, but it just sounds so like scarily heavy.
1: <laughs> it does, and it's like it's fully palm muted, isn't it? So it's not even like you're not really getting like the full ring no, yeah, of there's the... no like
0: hanging no like chug it's just, it's just like dun, chug. Dun,
1: dun, dun, dun. it's just yeah it's yeah. real oh it's heavy as fuck it's great
0: yeah but then over the top of that is like still quite positive feeling lyrics which yep. is <laughs> which is pretty interesting i think that's really cool that they yeah. haven't just gone down the the line of like let's sing about death and darkness and you know yeah and uh, it's got the
1: um it's got like the biggest maybe chanty chorus in the whole thing. Like literally gang vocal chorus. You know yeah. what I mean? Like really sing yeah. along. And it's got the thing. And, you know, there's sudden stops that I love in the middle. After the, the first We Will Prevail. Yeah. It just like the... Da-da-da, it's yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of that.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a very cool chorus.
1: Yeah, it's a great chorus. Quickly, as a side note. Uh, on uh, hmm. Geni- Genius Lyrics, where I have the lyrics up um it's Mm -hmm. got the track info you know background vocals blah 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 next to vocals it says howard jones and then in brackets it says rock is there another howard jones
0: (laughs) yeah there's an english because if you search for howard jones on wikipedia it comes up with an english musician
1: okay there he is howard jones english musician singer and songwriter had 10 top 40 singles there you go well done howard
0: uh what sort of genre are we talking
1: uh I think uh pop just as singer songwriter, give me a second.
0: I mean ten in three years is pretty good.
1: Not bad at all. Jones is associated with the nineteen eighties second British invasion of the US. One of the defining <laughs> figures of the mid eighties synth pop. He also performed at uh, Live Aid, apparently, in in eighty five.
0: Oh, okay. So, so he sort of maybe like a, a Bowie hanger on sort of
1: Yeah, I think you'd be maybe your, like your your Gary Newman sort of you know? Yeah, like yeah, a Gary yeah, Uman, sort of, sort of...
0: Spandau Ballet sort of. Yeah. Vibe. Okay. Well, I prefer this Howard Jones. I'm yeah. Sure <laughs> so do now. I. Okay. So that is the full album.
1: Sure is. Also, sorry, very quickly, uh, just, uh, just because uh, I have to, the end of this song and therefore the end of this album is fucking brilliant. That like weird ass oh. syncopated, like da 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 da, or whatever yeah. the hell it is. It's great. It's yeah. so good.
0: Just a super super heavy riff and then just yeah. that. It stops. It's fucking brilliant.
1: Um yeah, so good. So Rich, uh, we come to that time. Is this album mm. going into your hall of
0: fame? This album is going in my hall of fame. Dun dun dun! Okay. Because um it's when I first got it, it like it felt like really exciting. I don't know what it is about their music, but I find their music like really refreshing like regardless of how many times i listen to it and i mean i probably got this when i was like 18 right and so yeah 12 years later i still like i'm really excited like when these songs come on like when we were listening to it this week like every time i was air chugging along yeah um and probably my hardest week so far in terms of what my picks would be so oh wow yeah, okay for that, for that reason it, it's uh it sort of showed itself as a Top quality album for me, Absolutely. so it's going in there. Okay. How about you? What about you? I am also putting it into
1: my hall of fame. Yes. Um. It. Yeah. It was just. There's something about listening to a metal album, which hmm. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Like you say, in terms of the, what I know of metalcore, this feels like maybe you know, just metalcore. And this is how. This is probably the band I would point to if I was going to point mm-hmm. it to a metalcore album. And mm-hmm. There's something about listening to a band that's that caliber. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where where you literally dif- in your head you define a genre by one band. Yeah. That as soon as I put the album on, you just have a great time. Mm. You just have a great yeah. time. There's so many great riffs as a guitar player. Always. You know what I mean? You're just ev- yeah. every song. There's someone in there to just be like whoo. Yeah. And then and then to tip you know and then you get great drumming. You get a great bass playing. But then on top of that to have Howard who just elevates it to that other level.
0: Yeah, yeah, really I, you,
1: yeah. You had it's just a great, great metal album, and what more can you want? You know what I mean. When yeah. you're in the, when you're in the mood, you can't do better than a fucking great metal album, and this is one of them.
0: Yeah, I think you've you've said something there, which I probably meant to say is that I I'm personally a fan of metalcore, so like I could probably put on a lot of those bands that I yeah. listed off earlier and have a great time. But yeah, Howard just elevates them so much, and. Yeah. The fact that we're talking about them in Black History Month to to talk about Howard, I think that's a really good thing because he's incredible. So he is. He really I'm is. I'm glad we got to talk about him.
1: Me too. What a guy.
0: Yeah. Okay, yeah. So the picks for me, my picks. Yes. Uh, I mean, I still don't really know, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Take This Oath. Yeah. When Darkness Falls. Yeah. And Hope Is dot, dot, dot.
1: Okay. How about you? I am going to go for Breathe Life. Okay. End of Heartache. Okay. And Wasted Sacrifice. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) It's happened again. It's happened again.
0: Oh, goodness.
1: So, uh. That's that's
0: weird for us to agree on an album but then not pick any songs
1: together. Yeah. But like you say, maybe that also points to the fact that they're all pretty fucking great and therefore. Yeah.
0: I mean, the thing that put me off picking. End of Heartache is because I, I feel like probably in the same... No, no, not in the same way It Smells Like Teen Spirit, but in the same way as that End of Heartache is like the fan favourite sort of song. Yeah. And as much as I love it, I feel like it was maybe the obvious choice P- because I knew the album so well. Yes. It felt like, well, that's obviously an amazing song. A bit like, I'm not going to pick Come As You Are. Because that's obviously an amazing song, so I went for others. But yeah, I mean, it, it that does not say I shouldn't say that it's not an amazing song. It is an amazing song. That's why you picked it.
1: I didn't know this band really, all this album. Mm. So to mm. me, it's not, it's not that. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah, absolutely. I, I wasn't aware of it. So to me, as you say, it is a fucking banger of a song. But it, really it doesn't, is. it doesn't carry the history of like. And I've been listening to it for sixteen years. For me, it's like, yeah. oh, I've never, I've never heard this before, and it's a fucking cracking song yeah cool so uh okay. you're you now got to pick one
0: rich which we know last week was uh so easy for you <laughs> that was tricky last week i think this week i'm gonna have to go with when darkness falls because it's first song i heard by them i still think it's like equal parts terrifying and amazing yeah and, and that riff and the pinch harmonics are great so yeah when darkness falls for me how about okay
1: you- so I, I am dead torn because I do really want the end of Heartache on the playlist. But and mm. what you just said, I don't know if that's... if Is that a bad way to go? Would you be forever annoyed if I put the end of Heartache on the playlist? No, not at
0: all. I, I think it's one of those albums where, honestly, I'd be happy with anything on there. Yeah, it's, um, it's,
1: it's between that and Breathe Life. And I think I'm going to have to go with the end of Heartache. It's got that amazing yeah. bridge riff. And it's just, you know what I mean? It's got that...
0: Oh, it's such a tune. And also, like, if we're putting this playlist in, like, a real-world situation where you're listening to it on a road trip or something end of heartache comes on. That's such a, like a, it's like a fun time metal song that you can have an amazing time as a group sing along to it. Like it's, it's a great, cool song
1: yeah you're right i think to me it's the same as putting uh blood and thunder on when we put blood and thunder on you know what i mean fair like, enough. yeah very famous but like you can't you know you can't say no can't to, deny. Blood, to yeah. blood and thunder um so yeah okay so end of heartache and uh when darkness falls are going on the playlist
0: cool obviously we'll announce what we're going to do next week i have yes. a weird tie-up between this week's band and next week's band
1: no you do not how have you done that <laughs>
0: I do. Oh, also from last week's band, um, I saw that Killswitch lists Bad Brains as one of their major influences.
1: Oh, for, we're doing so well.
0: Which is cool. Yeah. That is I mean, cool. It's like we've planned this more than we actually have. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. So you can obviously tell that Kyle is astounded that I can link Killswitch to our next band because next week we're going to be talking about Jailbreak by Thin Lizzy. Yes. <laughs> from a the band mid-70s. From,
1: the mid-70s, a band from Ireland. <laughs>
0: Yes. Like, what, um, what are you talking about? So I got the end of heartache at the same time as I got an album by the Dropkick Murphys. Okay. Called the Meanest of Times, and they are like, I don't know if you've listened to them much. Not particularly. They're like a Celtic punk band. Okay. From cool. Boston. Right. Um, you know that that song in The Departed, um, the do 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 do. do. Yeah. That That's them. That's like okay. their big song. Got you. Um, But on that album, they did a cover of Jailbreak.
1: No way we've done it.
0: (laughs) It's crazy, isn't it? I
1: can't believe
0: it. Yeah, so we're going to talk about Thin Lizzy and uh, their album Jailbreak, which I'm very excited for.
1: Me too. I'm very excited. I've never really listened to, other than the obvious singles, I've never really listened to Thin Lizzy. So, very excited. Well, I mean,
0: some of the obvious singles are on this album. Well, there you go. Woo! Yeah. Where can people find us, Rich? People can find us on an email account um chewthemetal at gmail.com uh if you want to get in touch with album suggestions or thoughts on the playlist or thoughts on what we've said uh, in an episode. We would love to hear it. Um and I think we had a certain one this week that you wanted to give a shout out to, Kyle.
1: We did. Um so it wasn't necessarily into the inbox, but you know, I wish he'd been more formal and sent it to us in the
0: inbox. <laughs> but, I would uh, sent to us a goddamn letter.
1: <laughs> so our friend sam that we both used to work with in uh, brighton uh, is currently living in vietnam he is teaching english over in vietnam um and he messaged me earlier today just to say that he is a big fan of the podcast and he's been discovering lots of new music
0: through uh through what we've been doing every week so
1: hi sam i miss you hi sam Hope you're okay yeah
0: He's been over there for years now, hasn't he?
1: Well, I was in Vietnam in 2017 when I did Southeast Asia and I met him. We we, we met up in Hanoi and, and hung out for a couple of days. So,
0: yeah, yeah. he's been there at least three years. <laughs> also, Sam, if there's any like... <laughs> you Vietnamese... owe me 10 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bought you a drink that one time. You still haven't come back. Um, no, if there's any like Vietnamese metal bands that you're aware of, let yes. us know, because that would be an awesome thing that to really delve would. into. Because that would be a new thing for both of us, I would expect. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm certainly not very uh, familiar on my Vietnamese metal bands.
0: No. Okay, so that's um, that's an example of an email you can send. <laughs> you can also stay in touch with us and get all our updates on Instagram and Twitter. We are at Chew the Metal, and uh, we're available on pretty much every podcast app, I think. Um, I think so. So... Uh, you can subscribe to us and rate us and review us. And yes, then we would love you forever. We certainly would. Um, Also, we've sort of forgotten to say it the last few weeks, but um, we'll put a link in the description for you to buy this album to support the artists as opposed to giving them peanuts on a streaming service. Um, If you're interested in them enough to, and you haven't already got the album, then go give the album a buy and then they can actually make some money.
1: Yes, absolutely. We always do, uh, like you said, we've not said it for a few weeks, but I do put the links in uh, every episode description, so they're always there. Yeah. If you've enjoyed any previous weeks, uh, then yeah, yes. please go and go and check them out. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's uh, and just that's... As,
0: I don't think we've said it um, oh. actually on on this episode, but we're just uh, just as a, a recap, we are now on our second episode of our four episodes on Black History Month because that's what we're. This is the month October where we um, celebrate that in the UK. so yeah specifically if if you want to get in touch with albums and bands to recommend if if there's any black artists that you uh, that you like then please let us know
1: yeah absolutely
0: But in the meantime we're going to listen to Jailbreak by Thin Lizzy and we'll see you next week
1: bye Yeah, so apologies for the lateness, and apologies if you get this track, and it does have a strange hum in the background. If so, I've obviously need to do something with
0: this. That would just be payback for me giving you one like that last week. <laughs> well, I wouldn't want to do that. To the podcast, and and to you. I'm a... I don't know where I'm going with this. I can't, <laughs> can't dig myself out of this honourably, I don't think. <sighs> So we'll just stop it there. <laughs> um... just edit that out.
1: <laughs> Woo. Sorry, right. that's gonna that's gonna make for great podcast listing. <laughs>